The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. What a fun episode of Unfiltered uh, we have today. Matt and I talked to Platinum Mike Perry again, yes! who we always enjoy. And making his first appearance on the show is the great Anthony Smith. So tune in. It's a fun one. A lot of fun. Shaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he heard him again. He's out. This is... UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Welcome. We are indeed your hosts. Jimmy, did this break? No, there, there's this new thing now. What? Matt's looking at the same thing I always look at, which is, and these stirrers for the coffee what? are about an inch long, and they basically just go into the lip part. I think they're to protect it from liquid coming out more than they are to stir your coffee. It's weird. Yeah, why won't they make that longer, though? It could be two in one. It's It's ridiculous. Yeah. All right, well. There's no need for a fucking stir that's an inch long. No. If I I wanted that, I'd just put my dick in the coffee. Ah. Get it? I was going to hit something, but I was afraid I was going to spill the coffee. I got my my shoes off in my socks. I know you do. You're ruining my foot fetish. that, That wouldn't be a fucking big deal if I had sandals on, so why is it a big deal if I have to take my... Shoes and socks off, Jimmy. It's comfortable. I always take my shoes off when I fly. I don't go barefoot on a plane, but in my socks, I have to. Yeah? Yeah, I love it. What about when you use the bathroom and there's all like water on the floor and stuff? You know, I have to. Sometimes if I remember, I'll put my shoes on. But a lot of times I have to tippy-toe fucking straddle so I don't step in piss or water that's come out of the sink. Yeah, it's a a minefield in there. We're starting off strong. People understand. (laughs) Everyone likes to take their shoes off and everybody hates to step in piss. We're two for two with the topics. You you don't know what everybody likes. But I'll tell you right now what I do like. Is that fucking treat that Chris is eating? I've never wanted to punch somebody's food so bad. (laughs) That looks like a fucking delicious coffee cake i know it's a dick it's a dick chris what is what am i looking at over there it is it's like a crumb cake or a coffee cake i i had coffee uh, cake fucking rules i didn't have time to get some to eat today but i had it from the other night you know why it looks so good jimmy because usually with the coffee cake like the top like the good good part not not the the flowery, not the yellow part sure. of the coffee cake, the bottom, where that's usually most of the coffee cake, and then they got the little crumbs on top. I used to get yelled at with the Entenmann's because I'd cut off the top and just eat the brown, like, uh, what do you call that? You didn't like the top? I'd eat the top, yeah, but top I'd leave good. all the fucking, uh, the bottom cake that You'd, nobody you'd leave the two outside pieces of the Oreo. You'd eat the cream and leave the outside piece, like that. You'd leave the part nobody wanted. Yeah. 
that, that's not that's not a great analogy. It's a great analogy. You eat the part that you want. What, and what, am I, what am I dissecting an Oreo? I'm taking a. It's one thing you. I, I'll tell you what. There's no difference whatsoever. No, there's a there's a huge difference. It's like taking the top off of a cupcake, or like eating the that, cheese off true. the pizza. Sure yeah. it is. Why don't we get to some MMA today? But, sure. I had a wonderful example. Yeah, of why don't food. you? Oh yeah, what I'm I really just do. Want, I do. Want to you, eat do you want a piece I'm, of it? No, but I'm trying to. Say, no, I'm trying to do the right thing. What I'm trying to say is, it's it's equal the the part with the cake, the the yummy part, yeah. and the part with the just the the the, the yellow fluff, yeah. uh, cake, which is lemony, which we don't like. It, it's equal. That's why it looks so good, Jimmy. I love a good coffee. I haven't had coffee cake in you, a long time. Yeah, Ooh. maybe you should just take a That's walk on the wild side. No, today. why? Because I've been eating poorly. Yeah. I'm in my living room. My my bedroom and my office are empty. I got fucking guys, and the floors are up. Yeah, I'm. I'm, like I'm camping out in my living room. It's awful. You know what? You got to treat yourself. It's your birthday when this episode comes out. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. Oh, your birthday's tomorrow. Uh, today. Well, oh, wait a second. So you're trying to say that you're. <laughs> I'm gonna get it out. It's not a big deal. Listen to me. Not, nobody's in the 40s forever. You're fucking. F- <laughs> I know. Say it. Say it, Jimmy. How old are you? I'm finished. <laughs> You're fucking 50, old man. 50 years old. You old cocksucker. Boy, two, I want to do two on that one. I want a new, younger, hipper fucking co-host. Bob's, that's fucking for me. That's for me, that's Jimmy. Me, yeah. Why would I? I'm turning on know. you you're, because you're, you're coming all old. You're very ageist. Very ageist. You're age-shaming me. Longo is 60. You know what I mean? I oh know, my, but I'm being age-shamed listen, you're, 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 you're 50. I have a complaint with HR. No, but listen to me, though. It is Jimmy, Jimmy, man. let's talk Fuck. about this for a split. First of all, in a second, the great uh, Anthony, Anthony Smith. Smith is calling in. Yeah. He's fighting legend, former champ... Uh, uh, Shogun, Shogun Rua. Shogun Rua. Hua. He's on a um. Hua. No Shogun. Who? Who are we talking Shogun. about? We're talking no. about Shogun. Who? Who? Uh, Calm down. What are you, yeah. the Marines? Yeah. All right, listen. <laughs> but uh, Jimmy. Yes. We're gonna listen. We'll talk about Anthony Smith in a second. Sure. He's coming right off that fr- that knee from hell that he gave Rashad, Rashad Evans. Boy, He's on a um a former champ um ass kicking tour. No, I'm only kidding. I don't know, right? I mean, look at him now. He's going well, for Rashad. Yeah, I mean, if he if he beats Shogun, he beat for Shogun, sure. Shogun his uh, confidence has to be really really high coming off that last fight. Yeah. Who was his fight before Rashad? He he was he lost to um, uh, it was um, uh, Tiago Santos. Santos. Yeah. Who? Tiago Santos. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But before that, beat he Lombard. won. He beat Hector Lombard. He beat it. Is that right? Yes. Wow. TKO. The right, TKO. back to Jimmy being 50. Correct. Jimmy, look, Jimmy, Jimmy. They say 50s. The Actually, I never heard anything about 50. No. I heard 40s, the new 20. Yeah. 50 is just depressing. It's just depressing. Is it depressing, it, Jimmy? Of course it is. But it, Of course it but, is. But, but 50, you know what's funny? I'm 44, and I, am, I, when I when people say 44, I go, wow, I'm I mean, my, I'm fucking not even 42, 43. I'm 44. I'm headed towards 45, which you might as well round up to 50. But you, my good friend and co-host partner in, in uh, crime, I couldn't think of anything better than crime. I, th- I tried to think of something really How about witty. partner in life? Part- well, that's not true, Jim. Okay, I'm just My saying. wife would have something to say. We're not criminals that. either. We're not, we're not fucking... Partner not, in friendship. Partner in... How about partner are, in joking around on the podcast? It's too long. That's <laughs> a little long, yeah. It's a little longer than the, the tooth. I don't understand what that long in the tooth means. I guess when you get older, your teeth grow, I guess, or, or get longer. Long in the tooth has got something to do with aging. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Jimmy. Yes, sir. Let's just get off the subject about you being 50. Yeah. I mean, what is the big deal? You're doing what you love for a living. Yeah. I mean, supposedly your fucking, your apartment's great. I mean, you have a Well, once I'm back in my bedroom. 
Yeah, well, I don't know. Why don't you come over? Are you always? No, you never invite me. I never had people over. Like, I know. You never you, anytime you over. want. I just don't know what to invite people over for. Like, I want people to come over because I'm lonely. So it'd be nice to have some friends come over and sit on the terrace for a while, hang out. I would love that. I know, man. Smoke a blunt in your hot tub. <laughs> You're more than welcome. I, I don't smoke kidding. pot. My, I don't do that. I don't mind people smoking pot on my terrace. Yeah. I don't smoke it, but you can. Well, you can sit. Matt will come in here and do coke sometimes. I don't care. Right <laughs> up a mirror. <laughs> he's got a fucking. He's got a bad company mirror. Yeah. <laughs> so true, Jimmy. I want to talk to you now. Do you feel different? Do you feel different? Do you feel older, wiser? Knowing or is it, it like is it just weird? Knowing it feels weird. Knowing the knowledge of it. Do I feel different? No, but when you hit a milestone thing, you have this. Here's the option to what sucks about turning 50, but it beats not turning 50. You know, it Rogan's 50 too. Is Rogan 50? Yeah, exactly. Rogan is Rogan. I think, I think you're right. Yeah. He's the biggest podcast. He's a black belt in jujitsu. He's the UFC fight. You know, he's married with kids. But he's a full life. It happens. He's a better person. Than what? Than you? Yes. That's that's no, you guys are gro- you're both great people. Rogan's going to be 51, actually, in August. Exactly. Look at that. How about this? I'll give up a year. Hey, Joe, let's trade lives. You can have <laughs> yeah, 50. On. I'll take almost 51, <laughs> where I fucking, I know martial arts, and I cook elk, and everyone loves me. And I cook elk. <laughs> I, I listen. Dude, his Instagram makes me hungry. No, I can't look at that meat it's stuff. It's fucking delicious. amazing. It does look delicious. Yeah, I want it. You know? I literally, the guy hunts his own fucking food. I admire him. Yeah, I have a hard time going to Target. And good comedian. Myself. I have a hard time going out and getting something, bringing it home and cooking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jimmy, I need my wife to take care of me like a big baby. So no, you don't feel any any different. You you feel, uh, it's just yeah. knowing it and you start to see the things that like... What? You think of the things that you don't have or you're not doing, but you also, on the other hand, like, hey man, I'm in a job I love. I work with my yeah, friends. Like I work with so you. Much, yeah. I work with Sam in the morning. I do stand-up. Like, it's a fun life. It's a life. great life, Jimmy. It's a really great life. It really is. My entire adult life, from 21 to now, which is over 28 years, I've been doing stand-up. And you feel, doesn't awesome. that make you feel like you stay young? Dude, I have Black Sabbath posters all over my wall. <laughs> That's fucking great. I have really? fucking pictures of my favorite people. Oh, There's two dude. pictures of me and Ozzy. He's choking me in one. He has his arm around me. That's my wall. I hear you, man. The lonely part where I don't have a partner who I'm in love with, that gets to you a little bit. Like, I don't have a girlfriend. I kind of wouldn't want one. At this point, yeah, um, grass is always greener, Jimmy. There's people out there in misery. I see. No, I know, but I've been fucking miserable. jerking off alone in the grass for a long time. It wouldn't be nice <laughs> yeah, to have somebody. My grass is green with a fucking with a load. <laughs> I, what am I gonna say? A load mark. I I'm know. 50. That's the best I can do. <laughs> in my 28 years of stand-up, I have a load mark joke load in the mark. grass, yeah, Jimmy. Right. But in a way, we never have to grow up. Longo never did. Look at Longo. <laughs> and that's how you make yourself feel better. Well, I have that to look Longo. forward to. <laughs> I'm Longo teasing like him. That. I love Longo. Longo's a great guy. He, he is. But he does a good walking. Right? Yeah. Oh, Matt! Hall of Fame! <laughs> what was that? He, he thought that was good. Larry I, I, I wonder if he listened back to his Christopher Walken. But listen, age, it, the thing about it, it, it happens to everybody. It's you old. do, man. I know it's as simple as a very... Dude, 100%. 50, I'm relatively healthy. I feel okay with that. It's more knowing it, and it's more like, if I was in a happy relationship, I'd probably be okay but like when you're not really you're like, uh, and I don't feel like a midlife crisis. Like I don't yeah. like, I'm, I'm just the opposite. My midlife crisis was, I just want to kind of find a nice person, date steady. I don't want to fucking run opposite. around and buy a sports car. I've, I've lived like a fucking 20 year old for, for 30 years. Right. It's childish. What about Anthony? How old is Anthony Smith? He's 29. 29. He's a young man. Yeah, that's what I was saying. He's got 42 fights in 29 years. It's not bad. But how many guys, when you look at it, 
they die when they're young or they die when they're 30. I think of a kid, a lot of times when I feel old, I'm like, ah, you suck. I think of this kid, Jason, who got hit by on his bike, crossing the highway and whatever. It was the How early, old was he? 15. It was my peer. I was this 15. This is a feel-good show. <laughs> UFC Unfiltered. <laughs> you leave with a smile. Well. So when did your 15-year-old friend die when he was 15? How old were you? 15 also? 15. Oh, man. But it puts it into perspective. Like, oh, it does, man. All right. As much as like, yeah, nobody wants to get old. But you do have a fucking. He never got to make a cell phone call. Right. He never saw a computer. Like, uh, like he needed to know what the internet was. So it's like you look at the things. Like that's how you like. Hey, man, that's the option. So what? You feel a little older. Big deal. Right. The, the option you, is you don't live that long. And you could have got caught pushing him in front of that bus. What? No, he got hit by a car on the highway. Oh, okay. I just told him the coast was clear. <laughs> okay. No, I wasn't there. My wow. friend Chris was. Uh, is Chris he was riding bike with him? Christopher do something in front of your dead friend. He's okay. Well, you weren't wow. exactly supportive That's either. A real you started movement. singing. <laughs> no, no, no. I just tried to save everybody uh, from, from killing nah, themselves. No, nah, they listen, won't. No, but you're absolutely right, though. Well, listen. I mean, it, it's a win-win, Jimmy. In life, like we did, we did well. If today's our last day, God, I don't want nothing more. I don't want this to come back and want me. I'm just saying because they'd be like, "Look, look, it's a coincidence." He said it was his last day. What I'm trying to say is, we have good lives, Jimmy. Yeah. I guess so, we do. I mean, there's I, always I really, things really that do. you want to be a little different, and like milestone birthdays like, will point that out. Like being six foot, that ship is sailed. Jimmy, I'm not getting any taller. <laughs> no, you're I not. I tried hanging from the from the monkey bars like fucking Bobby Brady, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Stayed out there for hours, Jimmy. I know. And I never did. <laughs> Listen to me, I'm no comedian. I just like to have fun. I'm sorry, me neither sometimes. <laughs> you're 50, and I don't, I don't have ageism, just like you don't have like fatism and shortism with me. I don't. The fuck you laughing? I just love fatism and shortness. I don't know. Is that a word? <laughs> yeah, it's good. But you've you're, like you're, you're six years younger than me, and, and you lost weight. You said no, no, no. no. Oh, you weren't. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't. Gonna, I, I always close the episode with that. I was gonna say uh, that you've lived. You 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 have a, a more adult life than I do. You have a much more mature oh, life. Wife, three daughters. Oh, uh, you own a home. Like it's responsible. Yeah, you know we have a good time. And I'll tell you right now. When is he calling? You got a minute, good. Uh, literally a minute? That means Chris. No, Chris, uh, he's, the, he's, they're put, a little bit behind. Put he's, the movie he's, minute on right now. Really quick, really quick, really quick. Only because it's fun. All right. It's fun. We got two guys we're going to talk about. Anthony Smith, and we also have, who else is calling? Platinum Mike. Are you kidding me? Mike Perry's calling in? Yeah. I knew that. I just want the audience to go. Movie Minute. Hi, everybody. Anthony Smith is calling in soon. Let's yes, just get this is. in really quick, really quick. And it, no, it's, I, this is what I do with my, my movie minutes here. I sometimes I'll talk about movies I already talked about. You know what came on on demand now that I watched the other day? Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, and I'm doing it again. I'm asking you, do you a and soldier you story? Know. Why do I do this? It's Star fun, Wars. No, I, no, no. Citizen Kane. All right, can I just tell you? I'm gonna, no, I'm going to keep no, guessing. No, no, no. forty year old virgin. I'm not going to say that anymore. Guess what? Lilies of the field. They were wasting my minute, Jimmy. You're asking. I'm guessing. I'm not asking. I'm it not came asking. on. Wait, it came let on. Me tell, can, how about this? The director's cut of Apocalypse Now. <laughs> let me let me tell you. Let me tell you what came on. What genre was it? I'll know it. No. Comedy? Drama? It's called Ready Player One. And I talked about this oh, already. I've seen that. And I, I saw it in the theater. And I seen it again. And you might think about, what did I think about it when I seen it the second time? And I, Exactly, Jimmy. Jimmy. I don't know that Jimmy. One. Ready Player One by Steven Spielberg. So much like retro um, oh. references as far as with the uh, video games and pop culture I, and oh my goodness! Not to mention the and, and in the virtual reality, the, um, the it, it's such a good story where it has a sense of danger. Where it's, <laughs> and, I'll watch that. 
Don't fuck with me, Jay. I'm very serious. Spiel- I didn't know it was Spielberg. Oh, I it watched it. I'm being serious. And so am I. I'm waiting for you to, to do something. No, no. Did you see it, Christopher? Producer? I did not see well, it. Well, listen no. to me. We, I watched it again. I only seen it once in the theater. And I seen it again. It's about video games. And it's not just about video oh. games, Jimmy. That, that you're, su- you're summing up the movie by saying it's about video games. Okay. It has something. To, it's the future. I think it's the year 2045. And like, you know, people escape their realities. It's kind of glim in, in, in the regular reality. So they jump into the um, the vibe. No, it's not the vibe. I got no, the vibe. No, you do have but the vibe. But it is like that. It's the like Oasis. That. Oh, I love it. Did you ever play Atari? I had Atari when I was growing up. When's Anthony thing? Smith? Call? But listen to me. <laughs> You're just I'm, I'm the just clock let, is ticking. I'm no. just letting you know go that for the people that did not see this movie in the theater, watch it, get it on demand. Uh, Jimmy, there's no more video stores. Don't tell them to go to the video. There's, store. there is. No, there's no more blockbusters. Don't go. Yes, there is. No, there's, there's one left. The two in Alaska closed. What there is saying? one. Don't tell me what state it's in. What are you talking? I'm gonna, is it in one of the Dakota or is it in? Uh, I thought you were talking about the Alaska one. There is one blockbuster left. There's two in Alaska. They are closing. Where is the one that's existing? What are you talking about? I'm looking at Blockbuster now. Video. There's one left in the country. Isn't that crazy? No. I mean, yeah, that was a part of it. It's Bend, Oregon. Is the last Dude, time. there is one Blockbuster. How many were there? Can we look that up? I know Matt's yeah. doing a movie. And I'm well, just curious. Well, I'm just telling people, I'm telling you, your kids will love this movie. You will enjoy this movie. I enjoyed the heck out of that movie, you know? And then uh, we all, we, and, and, and I, uh, my, I just want to say this. Watch the movie and tell me what you think about it. Okay. Okay. Ready Player One. It's on. Demand. What year is it? The movie. It came out. The, uh, I don't know. Maybe last year. Oh, it's new. All right. Yeah, it's, it's a new, new movie. It just came out on demand. Is what I'm I'll, talking about. I'll absolutely watch it. All right. That's I've all. heard of it. I just wanted to kill a minute because we have Anthony Smith calling in saying that he's going to fight Shogun Rua, and that's happening uh, July 22nd. Where is that? Yeah, that's this. Wait, uh, that's, that's, this uh, that's this weekend. Yes. Yeah, it's Sunday. It's from Hamburg, <laughs> Jimmy, Germany. Jimmy I, Jimmy, I try to segue into like plugging the did. shit. And I don't know what the fuck. That's okay, Jimmy. That's your thing. I just, you know, I just, I I'm, just I'm, shoot from the hip. I'm okay. Bang, bang. I segue okay. Segue better than me. Do it now. Um, it's an easy job. Segue from what though? I don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Jimmy. I'm ready, player one. Me. You know what I'm right, ready wait, for? My movie minute. What are you ready, buddy? For what are you ready? Well, for? yeah, Ready Player One sounds good, but I'll tell you what I'm ready for. UFC this weekend, Saturday afternoon, Hamburg, Germany. Sunday afternoon, Sunday sorry. Afternoon, yep. It's uh, Saturday. It's because it's Germany. It's six hours ahead. <laughs> he, that, you, you know what? what you took him? my movie minute. You took my Ready Player One, and you used it to get a way better segue than I ever could have done. I, I fucking I'm doing this I resent time. you for it. Don't resent I'm not me. happy for you. Why? This guy's better at segues. Than, I'm not even a good radio guy. I'm <laughs> really is? not. Uh, who is? Not me. Dude, Sam Roberts is a pretty good radio guy. My co-host is a good radio. He knows how to get... I'm very... I'm good. saying, nah, I don't know. I no, like Sam. No, he's not a good person. He's not a good person? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Blockbuster out of sight had 9,000 stores. All right, so 8,999 closed. Wow. One is remaining. That's crazy. Well, listen... Times change, my man. Times change. Do you remember man. going to Blockbuster? Yeah, going on a date, going, hey, you want to want to go rent the movie? Now it's like, yo, you want no, Netflix No, no, that's not what chill? I was going to say. I oh, was going to say, do you remember going to Blockbuster alone and then crying because a girl wouldn't go out with you? <laughs> oh, no, yes. I know. I the new movies, they'd have like a whole bunch of the new ones and you'd go and get them. That was so great. It's funny hearing, so when we're talking about getting older, you, you know, that's something that people will never experience going to a video store. And I heard Quentin Tarantino in an interview talking about how that's such a shame. And he's like, you know, he's talking because he's such a movie. Good, like, bad, and the ugly is his favorite oh. film ever. Yeah. He's like, and he's all like, when he talks, he goes, you know, he's got a weird, I'm not there to do an impression of him. Yeah. But he's talking about like how you go there and then like the, 
the video, uh, the guy, the clerk or whatever it is behind the thing will, will give you a, a tip about this movie he heard and this and that. And, and I don't know. He, he's making like a real, <clears throat> real intimate type like experience. Sure. But at the same time, dude, fuck, man. I, I'm all hyped about Ready Play One because I think popped on demand last night. I don't got to go get in the car and go to fucking Blockbuster or go to the local thing and talk to some creep behind the counter. There was just something about going, though. Like when you were going with a buddy or whatever, you are going to rent a movie. There was something about going and they have it. It was the worst when they didn't have it. Yeah. But when they would have that new movie, especially towards, like, you know, after Blockbuster had been around, they started having, like, a giant selection of the brand new movie because they would never have it, so they would have, like, 60 of the new one. Guarantee we have it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Crazy that. But uh, now you know what? The on demand always has it. <laughs> what year was Blockbuster? It's too started? easy. Uh, but oh yeah, of course. It makes it so easy. That it's like that. And this much is cheaper. Better. It's cheaper. There's no shipping. There's no. Mm. It, you deliver it directly to people's home much faster. This is much better. It's weird with the technology, Jimmy. Sometimes it's, it's like, yo, it's too much with the iPad. The kids are watching something on the iPad, and I'm like, yo, people were saying the same shit with the fucking TVs back in the day. Oh, what a rot your brain! Yeah, but look what shut it, the TV off and read a book. But They're look, watching a TV, but on a pad. It's not like it's a difference. But look what it morphed into. So you have to see these things get exponentially change faster. So what's going to be in thirty years from now? Like the way the kids are on an iPad thirty five years from now. What's it going to be? They're going to be in the fucking oasis, yeah. like I told you about. Well, you brought up Atari before, and I, I brought up the television. Vive. I brought up the Vive. Yeah, the Vive, and then we brought up Ready Player One. Listen, this all has nothing to do with each other. My thing is, did you say we laughed? Yeah, we did. We always laugh. We, we have a good time. Yes, here we do. On UFC Unfiltered. We do. But when I when I put this Vive on, I'm playing in this world, right? I'm like, yo, this is the Atari version of where the fuck this thing's going, and where is it going? It's going to the fucking Oasis. Ready Player One. That's where it's headed. That is the future. Yeah. It's the, I don't think it's, you, you don't, you're not listening to me. It is the future, Jimmy. We're going to be hanging out in there. Like, like, you hear my belly? I do. It's, did you hear it? Yes. Through your headphones? Yes. Uh, Are you serious? Uh, I'm fucking around. Blockbuster started in 1985, October 1985 oh, in Dallas, Texas. Yes, yes, I did. Oh, yes. Yes. I did. Yeah. I asked. Chris <laughs> is following up with the information like a good producer. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris, the producer. That's all right. Because usually he's trying to get back on you. He's bringing a Blockbuster. No, I was curious. 85, oh, so 33 years. That, and Wayne Heisinga owned it. He was part owner of the Miami Dolphins, or the owner. Yeah. And it's amazing how 85, yeah, fuck me, man. No, but listen to me. So long. I was talking to Chris. Um, <laughs> this is what I want to say right now. I got here early today. 9,000. A little bit early. Stuff. I got a little bit early here today. Only a couple minutes early because somebody in this room, on that side, of the, on that side of the table, Jimmy, not us, yes. Jimmy. Not it's, us. it's anybody else in this room. It's not that rat on the wall behind us. You know, listen, you gotta be here by noon. You gotta listen, this guy's calling and all right. That's I didn't true. work out this morning, Jimmy. Doesn't show. Fuck man, look at these calves. Dude, I have a I have a <laughs> I look at this look at look, look at this ball. See this? It's on Matt's chin. No, look at this. <laughs> right next look to the this. other one. Look at this. You see this? Look at this thing. See that thing? It's a cyst. I'm behind my my calf above. You see it? Wow. I'm so fat. No I don't get a regular cyst. It's called a baker's cyst. How do you get rid of it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I I, I don't. I don't want to. I don't. They say if it pops though, or something, it could be very stressful on your knee or painful. Can, can you go get it taken care of? I have a small cyst on my back, which I've had for years, and once in a while it'll bother me when I'm doing a sit up. Oh, a baker cyst. Is that what that is? God, it made me feel like more of a fat guy though. Why oh. can't I get a regular? cyst? That's a thirteenth cyst. A right. baker cyst. Very good. Boo. Fuck it. I want to hit that thing oh, so bad. Here we go. Oh, cool. That's what we're waiting for. Excited. Hi, Anthony. How are you, buddy? How are you? 
Good. You're talking to Matt Sarah and Jim Norton here on UFC Unfiltered. What's up, Anthony? Matt fucking Sarah. Oh, I like the way this is starting. Oh, they, oh, look at this. I like the way this, this interview starting right off the bat. Anthony, what's <laughs> up, man? Dude, you are going on a Legends former champion's ass-kicking tour. Is that true? You know, it, it, that, that wasn't the plan, but that's kind of how it's working out. How did this fall on your lap now? Because you, you're you're replacing somebody. This is correct, right? This is what Chris the producer just told me. Right. Who's the mirror? Right? Who's the mirror? Um, I, you know, I was I was driving to uh, to go buy a new four wheeler, and my manager called and he said, "Hey, you're gonna fight Shogun in Germany on July 22nd." And I said, "All right, let's go." And, and <laughs> yeah, I hung up. That was it. Now, were you training for anyone? Long. Were you training for anyone or no? Well, you know, I got out of the Rashad Evans fight pretty quickly, and and I wasn't injured, so I was able to to, to stay active and get right back at it. And and I, w- I was home in uh, in Nebraska, which I you know I still have my my team and 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 my training partners there. So I was in shape, and I and I was preparing to. I wanted to fight in that that UFC event in Lincoln, so I was trying to find an opponent for that. So I mean, I was I was staying ready. Anthony, with that Rashad fight. Uh, when he had you up against the cage and you made that frame and now everybody's, I mean, you feel like everybody's seen that knee coming. Like you, are you surprised he didn't try to disengage at that point? Or were you just, I know you were just concentrating on kneeing him in the face, but what, what was your, what was your thoughts right there? Are you, were you surprised that he's still trying to hold on to you when you made that nice frame looking to knee him? No, he was trying to pull out. I just had the overhook so tight and I had my own, if you look at the fight, I had that left oh. overhook. Put that I on. My, I had my, I'm sorry. Yeah, I had my fist real tight to my own chest. So oh. he tried to pull it out a couple times. And you, you could kind of feel the panic. That's interesting. He, he, yeah, he did. He tried to pull out the. He tried to to, to pummel that underhook uh, to almost get his own wrist to my chest so he could push away. But I just kept it so tight he couldn't pummel in. So then you know he was trying to lift his head and and, and I was able to just kind of snake his neck with that with that frame. And he and he was noticing that I was switching my feet. If you look, I can like my right foot. I get it. In, I get it behind a couple times, and he he makes sure that I slide down the cage so I have to catch myself. And I was able to get my hips out away from the cage just enough to pull the knee. But he definitely knew it was coming. There just wasn't anything to do about it. You know, it's because you had rocked him, I believe, before then. Uh, you 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 really hurt him. And I was wondering if he was keeping you against the cage just to try to collect his wits. You know, I don't. I wasn't sure if I heard him or not. I knew that I had banged his leg up pretty good with the two leg kicks, uh, like the two calf kicks, when we were at distance. And as soon as I kicked him the second time, he kind of he had this look on his face, kind of like you know, fuck this, you know, close <laughs> the distance. You know, and, was, and he pushed me up against the cage. I was concentrating on your frame and your left under, your left overhook, I should say. Put that on one more time, Chris the producer. That I, I wasn't really concentrating on that, but that's that's huge. So that's more of a. Uh, so you're keeping wow, him there with that. Yeah. Oh, that that left. That's tight. Look at his left uh, underhook. We're watching it right now. That is that. That's there. You go. But you still would think he'd try to bring his head to the other side. But hey, man, listen. Hindsight's twenty twenty, and man, right. that, that must have felt amazing for you. <laughs> it did. It felt really good, man. I, you know, I'd grown up in this sport watching Rashad fight and watching him win the Ultimate Fighter, and and one of my favorite fighters is Rampage. You know, so I, I, I definitely was really aware of Rashad obviously with with their whole beef and and you know that's kind of when I started watching him really closely and you know just to to be able to even be in there with someone you know like Rashad who's who's definitely going to be a future hall of famer and and a former champion and and someone that's, that carried so much so long on his shoulders as far as the UFC goes 
you know, I was really grateful to even be in there with them and then to be able to get out of there with the W and, and, and do it in a respectful way as far as not having to deal with all the bullshit beef and, and all that stuff. And I was really, really happy. And I, I, honestly, that's something that I'll carry with me the rest of my life. I was, I'm sorry, Jimmy. I was going to say, so you, if you grew up watching Rashad, then you must have been watching Shogun Rua. I mean, talk about legends. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So does that now, does that, when, now finding a guy like, like led, a legend like Shogun, does that make you, does that hype you up to fight a guy with, with that, with that, um, history. that reputation and history? Or, I mean, there's no intimidation there. That's like, listen, man, this guy's been, uh, like to fight one of your heroes. Is, there's no hesitation with that. If he's one of your heroes. No, sorry. no, you know, I, I was a much bigger Rashad fan than I was Shogun. I, I think that I was more, I liked Shogun's style more than I liked Rashad's, but as far as the, like the pinnacles that Rashad was able to, to reach, you know, that was something more that I idolized than Shogun. But, you know, obviously, in the, if, if you watch the Rashad fight, I don't have any problems setting that <laughs> shit to the side and exactly. then just doing what I got to do. You know, I, I mean, I, I respect both of them. I, I, I look up to both of them for what they were able to do in the sport, but I don't have any problems beating your ass. Well, you have to be a kind of as hard, hard as possible because you're doing them a disservice if you don't. I mean, like when Larry Holmes fought Ali, Ali was way past fighting prime. Rashad was not. Rashad was still fighting well. He had lost a couple of fights, and you guys both moved up. But you have to, you have to go in there and try to win as fast as you can. Otherwise, it's almost disrespectful to your opponent. It is. It is. And do you guys remember when Pat Berry fought Krokop? And it was that, that weird, like, build up to it and they were hugging a bunch and like high five and like i didn't want it to be like that oh yeah and and i think you're exactly right jim like rashad deserves more than that he doesn't he he doesn't need to be in there with someone who who just is super giddy to even be in the same room as him you know he he deserves someone that that's going to bring it to him just as much as he wants to and 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 that's what i wanted to do and that's what i'm going to do with shogun now no you cannot look past shogun i'm sure you're smart enough to know that when now if if you are to beat shogun now, yeah, I'm sure you've, you've seen yourself beating him. That will uh, probably vault you into the top 15. And again, not looking past him. Do you know who? I, there's a couple of guys I'd love to see you fight just for style reasons. I think they'd be entertaining. Uh, my new favorite person in the UFC, Sam Alvey, who really is a psychopath because he's always smiling and he's such a nice guy, but he likes fighting his friends. He hates early stoppages. I think you guys would be a really great matchup. I think so too. You know, when I when I after I beat Rashad, that's the person that I called out. Oh, you did. Was Sam Alvey because I, I I like the matchup so much. I think that it'd be a really fun fight as as far as just our styles. You know, I, and I I too agree with Sam as far as like I don't mind fighting people that I like. You know, there's there's no pressure before. There's none of the the bullshit that you know talking trash. It's not awkward when you're around each other. You know, you just go in and do your job. And 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 I think both the, me and Sam are really good at that. But I also think that with a win over Shogun, you know, DC's been saying that he thinks that Shogun is the next guy. If I beat DC or if I beat Shogun, you know, that puts me in a, in a, in a pretty cool spot. You know, I, I personally don't think that DC's going to come back down to 205, and, and I don't think that he has to. I think that he's earned the right to stay up there and, and be fat and happy and do his thing. But, you know, I think that that opens up a kind of a, a little five-way dance kind of at the top of the division to figure out who's going to fight for that title if he, you know, does give it up. Well, I'll tell you, sorry, i tell you one thing, Anthony. He may come back down because if he fights Brock and if he is to win, depends on what Kane does in the meantime. I don't think he gets an immediate shot. But if Kane is the next obvious choice, I mean, Derek Lewis did not do anything in that last fight. And obviously, Ngannou just had a shot. So it's either a rematch with right. Stipe which, uh, you know, he may or may not do, because Stipe said he wants a rematch. He won't fight anybody else. Something tells me that Stipe and Kane are going to have to fight first. 
But if it comes down to fighting Kane or going down to the light heavyweight, he may vacate that title because he loves Kane and won't fight him. Um, so he may come back down to light heavyweight for that reason. Is there anybody you would not fight? Like he has said definitively, he will absolutely not fight Kane Velasquez. Was there anybody for you that you would never fight? No, no, I, <laughs> no, I don't. There's no one. No, I can't. <laughs> I can't think of anybody. I mean, I, I got my boxing coach across the room for me right now, and I'll, I'll starch him if I got to for a world title. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> and what did you do in Nebraska coming up? That seems, that, that's where you grew up? It was Nebraska? Yeah, yeah. And what did you do when you were coming uh, up? Did you want to fight when you were younger? No, no. I, I was actually a wrestler, and the, the college wrestling thing didn't really work out for me so much, and, and I walked into a, a subway, like after I was done with school and, and I think I was still 17 and I seen a flyer on, on the counter for like an amateur fight night. And I just remember thinking like, I, I want to fight someone and not get in trouble for it. So I'd never trained a day in my life. I, me and a couple of my buddies drove up to, uh, drove up to Omaha. I lived in like a small town about an hour South of Omaha. And we drove up there and, and the plan was just to watch it and kind of check it out and see what it was all about. And the announcer kind of came over the intercom and said, we need someone who weighs between 160 and 180 pounds. And I was like, fuck it, I'll do it. So I just, you know, I like borrowed a pair of like gym shorts and went in there and fought. And, and here we are today, you know, was 12 years ago. <laughs> That's so crazy. And you know who else has a story like that? He just fought with no training? Smiling Sam Alvey. He just started fighting because he, yeah, he had the same kind of interesting beginning, which, you know, again, the balls you guys have just to step in without any formal training at all. And then you started training after that first fight? No, I actually fought a couple times before I ever started training. And there was this, there's this, this old man, he had a, like a a little add on to the back of his house where he was like training guys, you know, it was just like something he loved to do. So after like my third fight, he he said, why don't you come up here and, and come train with me? And that was the first time I'd ever done uh, done jujitsu, and and I fell in love with the jujitsu part of it. And you know, I, I think after that, I I think I won like 14 straight fights by armbar, and 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 oh, just shit. you know, and then it kind of accidentally turned into a career. It was really just a hobby, something to keep me out of trouble, and and something to focus on after wrestling was done. But I don't know, man. It, it was a total it was a total accident. Matt, Matt, you'll get a kick out of this. I was so bad at jujitsu when I started yeah. that I didn't even know how to tap. So my first two <laughs> fights, I got caught in submissions, and one of them I got my my arm dislocated, and I got choked completely unconscious because I didn't know what happened after you got caught in a submission. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't tell you the rules as far as saying uncle or anything with the you get caught in a submission. No, there, there wasn't. <laughs> MMA wasn't even sanctioned in the sport in the state of Nebraska when I started. It was oh, like sh- just some wild, wild west shit. Like the cage was on the floor. It wasn't even like a real, it was like regular fence and shit, and it was just sitting on top of a wrestling mat on the floor. How do you enjoy, being a former wrestler too, how do you enjoy jujitsu, and do you enjoy, how was it when you first started going to your back and working your guard? Was that a hard transition for you? No, no, it wasn't. You know, I I don't know why I didn't have any problem with it at all. You know, I, you know, and I've been with the same jujitsu coach for, for my entire, my entire career, essentially. Who is, and, who uh, is that? I'm giving him yeah. some props. His name is Scott Morton. He's a black belt under Rodrigo Vahi. Oh, okay. Nice. So, uh, you know, I, I've been with him the whole time, and uh, I, I just love it, man. I, I, it's my favorite part of the whole sport. You know, I know everyone likes to label me this, this uh, you know, this knockout artist, but honest to God, man, I, I would much rather do jiu-jitsu. I, like, I would rather submit you than knock you out. It just, I just, it's just easier to knock people out. <laughs> Brown belt, I believe, right? <clears throat> Brown belt, Anthony? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's and crazy. I've actually been a brown belt for like four years. 
been that's, a brown belt for a long time. Five years. That's five years. good, man. It means he's not handing out. And I do compete. You know, I, I've competed in Chael Sonnen's submission underground. I, I, I just won the Chicago Open uh, in the absolute division just a couple months ago. You know, I, I do compete pretty regularly. Well, I'll tell you, that might come into handy in this fight with Shogun. I mean, Rashad Evans, styles make fights. And Rashad... You could look at that fight and say, all right, if I keep this standing, I'm talking about you. If you keep that standing, it's, it, it should be work out to your favor. And sure enough, you, you show that. Shogun is arguably a, 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 a more well-rounded fighter in, in a sense that on his back, half guard, full guard, uh, on top, his jiu-jitsu is dangerous, his submissions, his striking is, is world-class. Style-wise, I mean, do you look at yourself like a younger version of him or do you see holes in his game or where you can capitalize? I, I think I'm a, I, I think I, I think that's a good, uh, a good analysis. I think that I'm a, I'm just a younger version of, of Shogun, and I think that I'm just a little bit more diverse. I just haven't been able to show it that much, and I think, like you said, styles make fights. Just, I've just been stylistically in there with guys that it just hasn't worked out that good. You know, Hector Lombard is is an impossible guy to take down. So even if I wanted yeah. to grapple with Hector, he's going to be. I mean, I, I mean, how many people have taken Hector down? You know, I, I bet there's not that many. So. You know, Andrew Sanchez, another wrestler that I had to keep it on my feet because he's, you know, kind of a grinder and, and just just guys like that. I just haven't had an opportunity, but I'm really looking forward to being in a fight with Shogun. Like, if you watch when Shogun fought Little Nog, that's like one of the best fights you could ever watch or show to someone if you wanted someone to get into MMA because there's just everything. I mean, they're dropping each other. They're sweeping each other. They're attacking submissions. The striking was really clean. It was just a great fight. So, like, I hope that that's the kind of fight that I can get into with Shogun so I can really show people what I'm capable of because, like, my wrestling and my jiu-jitsu are, are really, really underrated, and it's just I just haven't had the opportunity or at least the right situation to really showcase it. I think I'm going to watch that fight tonight. I think you got me psyched to watch that fight yeah. now and even more psyched to watch this that's fight. That's a good fight. <laughs> and in the States, it's Sunday afternoon at 2 p.m. because of the time difference, which oh, is great. That is great. Perfect time. It is. Um, and also, by the way, the co-main is a light heavyweight, uh, Glover Teixeira against uh, Corey Anderson. Ooh. So, you know, both top 15 guys. So, again, if you beat uh, Shogun, and that could vault you into fighting one of those guys as well. I mean, there's some really interesting possibilities if you win this fight. Jimmy Manawa or OSP, I also think would be great fights with you. Yeah, you know, I really like the OSP matchup. Uh, I think I've talked about that a couple times, and, and again, it's nothing against OSP. Uh, you know, I've cut weight with him a couple times. We came up in strike force together. Uh, I just like the matchup. You know, I, I think that that's a. I, I just like good fights. You know, I, I don't look at matchups and think, oh, I'd smoke that guy. I want to fight him. I look at matchups and and just think, damn, that'd be a really good fight. Like, just stylistically, I think that we're both similar. Physic, you know, physic physically, we're really close. Sure. And and uh, you know, I just I just think that'd be a good fight. And I, and I like the Jimmy Manoa fight, too. Um, yeah, well, look, man, uh, they're telling us we have to wrap up with you for some reason. Um, but you're, you're really great, and you're fun to watch. And uh, the main event this Sunday afternoon here in the U.S., if you happen to be over in Germany or wherever you are, I'm going to guess it's Sunday night. But here it's Sunday afternoon, 2 p.m., is, uh, is yourself against Shogun Hua. Anthony Smith Shogun Hua is the main event. Corey Anderson, Glover share is the co-main. There's a lot of really, really good fights on this card. So uh, good luck, man. Enjoy Germany, and, and, and I hope you do well. Yeah, thanks, Anthony, man. Hey, Matt, uh, I want to make it out sometime when, when Kamozi comes back. I want to come out and do some jiu-jitsu with you guys. Oh, you, oh you're cool with, uh, you train with Kamozi? That's your boy? Yeah, I do my camps in Denver. Oh, 100%. <clears throat> excuse me. 100% Anthony. Anytime, I love Kamozi. He's such a great guy. Anytime you want to come down, myself and Longo, our, our schools are open to you. Anytime, bro. Awesome, man. Maybe you can get me a ticket to go to one of Jim's shows, too. 
<laughs> yes. I'll, I'll put your name on. Or actually, just walk in and flex. They won't even ask you. Just let you walk through the door. Everyone's a pussy at my show. <laughs> Thanks, awesome. Anthony. All right. All right well, hopefully, I'll see you guys soon. All right, awesome. buddy. Take care. Best of luck, bro. Bye. Take care. Take care. Bye. Yeah, I would love to see him. It's funny. When I watched him, I was thinking how much... Because I love Owen Senpru since yeah. he's been on the show. He's just very... Everyone overlooks him. Yeah. Uh, like, and I, I don't mean fighters, but I mean in the public. Everyone forgets how good he is. He fought yeah. John Jones for five yeah. rounds. Him against OSP. Manawa is a little up there. Um, I like... What a nice guy, this Anthony. Yeah, he's Smith, really nice, huh? dude. What a, what a nice And a kid. killer. A Definitely fucking killer. A killer. It's weird when a guy's got a fight coming up and... This is what I hate. When, no, he's fine. But sometimes I just quote myself. Sometimes you say good luck, and like this term, depending on who you say it to, like yeah. you don't mean nothing. But you're just trying to say you're all the best. It's you know? literally just. But the best have a you, great fight. The best when you say that to somebody in a fighter, and they go, "Well, luck has nothing to do with it." <laughs> it's like, all right, oh fuck, oh god. Now I hope you fucking just run into. I hope you lose. Yeah, because they know it's a colloquialism. You're not saying it like, "Look, you will need luck to I win know, this dude, fight." But I cannot stand yeah. when you say good luck. And they go, hey, hey, well, luck? Huh. I don't believe in luck. It's yeah. hard work. Luck doesn't get you up at 5 a.m. Luck doesn't get you. I hope you get knocked out, motherfucker. Bad luck on you. Bad luck. Hiss. I don't know why I'm hissing. Because you're right. I'm mad. You should be. For no reason. That's a perfectly Listen, good reason. Because it's been done before. I don't like it either. fucking asshole. Good luck is a colloquialism. It's one of those Wrong. things. It's like if you see a bunch of people and you go, right, hey guys, and they're like, oh, there's a woman here. I know. I'm not oh, calling yeah. you a guy. It's it's it's, a, it's the way we talk. Uh, uh, excuse me. What about the girl says, am I a guy? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, if you're, you're dating not... Jim Norton, you are. Fucking <laughs> 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 Jimmy, stop it, Jimmy. I have to tinkle. I have to tinkle too. All right, do that, and then we're going to call Mike Perry. All right, I can't wait to talk to Platinum Mike. Nah, he's the best. After a stressful game, it's only natural to need some well-deserved rest. Upgrade your current sleep situation because Mattress Firm is offering the best bed deal of the year. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price for savings of up to 700 bucks. Plus, take home a free adjustable base up to a $699 value. That's $699 for a free. You'll only find these deals during Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. So don't miss your chance to start sleeping like a pro. Shop now at mattressfirm.com slash sale. There's nothing worse than being uncomfortable in bed. It's, it's horrible. You're not rested the next day. You suck at work. Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale is offering the best bed deal of the year. Save up to $700 when you get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price plus Take home a free adjustable base that's up to a $699 value free. Visit mattressfirm.com slash sale for more details. What up, everybody? This is CJ McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. And here's a little taste of what we talked about on this week's Pull Up podcast. Very special mini post-Game 7 episode of Pull Up. An epic Game 7 in Denver. 37 points back-to-back essentially closeout buckets. Why were you so successful last night? I think it just really came down to my demeanor and mindset. Empty the clip, leave nothing out there. I wanted to say I did everything in my power and I left all my bullets out there on the court and didn't bring anything home. How do you shift to a completely new animal, an absolute monster in the Warriors? In the playoffs, it just comes down to X's and O's and execution more so than anything else. The Warriors aren't going to run a lot of plays. They're going to run a lot of misdirection out of timeouts and late clock situations. But most of it's going to be mid-pick and roll. It's going to be pin downs and flares and things of that nature for Clay and Steph in a lot of transition. So you have to guard the three-point line, get back in transition, and make it as difficult as possible on them. Don't forget to pull up. 
Subscribe and listen every week on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. That was wonderful, my tinkle. Now, my, one of my favorite people. Me? No, I said one of, not my absolute favorite. <laughs> Platinum Mike Perry will be calling in very shortly. We're actually calling him after a very, very tough fight against Paul Felder. And you knew that would be a great matchup and a great fight. I did have Mike pick to win. I just think Paul going up in weight again and dealing with a guy like Mike Perry's fists is a very difficult order for anybody. Uh, Mike, hi, is this you? Yeah. Hey, yeah, buddy. Mike Perry. Hold on. What's up? He needs a fucking applause for this guy. What's Woo! up, man? Thank you guys. Dude, I'm psyched that you're calling in. I'm so happy for your last fight, man. What a fucking fun fight that was. Yeah. It was a very tough Paul Felder. Fucking tough as they come, man. So are you, though, man. You can really take a shot, too. Um, did, was, was he what you expected? Because I know that that fight was not a, a, the original fight that was scheduled. What, did Paul do exactly what you expected him to do? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, and uh, he even came to fight a little more than I thought, you know? Um, we, we, we were talking about the possible... Uh, I saw you backstage. You and I have never met. I mean, I've talked to you a few times. You were walking away, so I didn't. Uh, I was right after the fight, and you looked like you were pretty uh, banged up. But that was that was quite a war between you guys. Yeah, man, it was it was a fun one. Uh, I, you know, shit. What can I say? Just on to the next one, man. It was a good experience, and uh, it's gonna take me further. And people have been talking about you and Sage possibly uh, fighting, and there's that funny uh, Photoshop of the tweets between you guys. <laughs> But his game has changed a lot since he's been over at uh, at Alpha Male. Have you noticed the way his uh, he seems to be a lot more comfortable on the ground, and he's a little harder to figure out? Um, he's a he's a strong guy, and he's growing every day for sure. Uh, definitely, any opponent I believe is standing across from me on fight night is prepared and ready for war. Uh, Paul Felder may have taken short notice, but. The way that things played out, the sizes of us, you know, uh, we were both prepared to win a fight that night, and I walked away the winner. So, you know, if I stand across from Sage Northcutt, that kid's athletic as hell. I'm going to be in for a little storm, but um, I'm good in a storm. Like, I like that shit, so... I think I could I could bring him into a savage little scrap, and uh, you know it wouldn't go his way. You know I, I think you and Stephen Thompson would be an amazing fight because you guys kind of play into each other's strengths. Like you're like a pit bull, and he likes to kind of counter punch. I, I think that would be an incredible fight. Yeah, well I'm down for that too. I'll go in there. I'm gonna drag him to the floor. He's too good at point fighting. He don't throw no leg kicks though. So. Uh, uh, he's throwing body kicks, side kicks, head kicks. I'll eat his head kicks. He don't. He ain't. I'm different. I'll walk in and I'm gonna drag him to the floor. And he's strong. I mean, he got up with T. Woodley. You know, um, fuck. Paul Felder was a zombie off pure adrenaline. Yep. He just kept getting up. Yeah. He kept getting up. I was trying to lock him down. I was, I, I went behind the back. I grabbed the little Khabib wrist lock and. <laughs> I didn't have my, my weight down on him just right. I was trying to lock up his leg. I just get some good ground and pound in. I, I got like two shots barely while he was scooting back to the cage. That motherfucker didn't stop moving. 
I love that you're adding in the takedowns. Now, when work since working with Jackson Wink, are they they're known for their their strategy and their game plan planning? And you you love to be in the, in the fire in the storm. You like the, you like the battle. You're a warrior. Is it hard for them to to pull the reins in on you and say, all right, listen, I want you to look for the takedown here. I want you to smoosh him up against 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 the cage, put his ass down, and try to make you a little more strategic because it's showing. And it's awesome. I love when you, hey, really quick, not to get off, off the track, but when you were going for that takedown and it looked like you were doing just a traditional double or something, and then you put his fucking feet to the ceiling, dude. Talk about strong. Yeah. That was awesome. Well, but then you go back to controlling. It's not like you just went into a berserker rage. So are, is that a big part of working with Jackson Wink? Are they, are they getting you more strategic? Well, that was, that was me and my old camp, to be honest with you. The takedowns were... That was Fusion XL and Julian Williams uh, grappling in jiu-jitsu. Uh, that was – I've always had all these skills, but I, I was hitting so much mitt, and we were working on the things that I want to be better at, like yeah. closing that gap from the kickboxing distance and getting those strikes in. When I get my head inside someone's chest and underneath their chin – and I work those angles, and I slip in side to side, coming around with hooks and the uppercuts. I got I got work on that damn uppercut too, <laughs> but but uh, you know I don't know. I, to be honest with you, they didn't ask any of that from me. Um, they just made me think about things that might be good ideas, and they were like, you know, if you're in a little scrap with Paul Felder. And you grab a takedown, it might be a good thing. You know what I'm saying? They just, they weren't like, you know, go out there and get the takedown. That was, that was my choice at that time. I just was in the position and, and I lifted them. And I, I do that takedown to everybody, that high crotch single, squeeze the leg and stand up with them. I do that to everybody in the gym. It's been a while. I got to work on the finish to l- make them land on their head. <laughs> <laughs> That was awesome. Hey, you talked to sorry, Matt. You talked about John too. John Jones being a factor in your decision. How, how did that happen? Oh man. Uh, well, no, because he's the best. Okay. I mean, he's the best. So I was like, well, I want to go uh, train where that guy trained. You know, I want to see why uh, he's so good. But that doesn't. It. I don't know if it was Jackie Wink. Why John Jones is so good? You know what I'm saying? He was just. He was just born to be the great uh, fighter that he is. Now, you look like, that's me funny, you look like a, like a guy that likes to party, Mike Perry. Now, when you got a camp coming up, I seen from your Instagram post that you're like, oh, I get to eat now. Oh, food's so fucking delicious after you sacrifice. How are you in camp? Are you like, are you on lockdown? Do you still go out and party for like within eight weeks or six weeks? Or you just, man, I'm in lockdown mode. I'm training. Because you see, listen, I seen you fight and, and you seem very extremely disciplined and you're in really always in good shape. So are you going out when you're in camp? And, and tell me about your training camps. What, what's, your, what's it like? Well, it depends, you know, on what going out, what you're talking about. I mean, going out, are you partying do, when you go out? Or are you are you not I going do out at all? 30 days, no alcohol. Okay, I'm a- <laughs> I, I stopped drinking. I stopped drinking at 30 days, and I don't break that rule. I don't have a sip of nothing. Right. And uh, but like 
the week of the fight in Vegas, I went out driving race cars, shooting yeah. big guns, and was at the pool. I was the only fighter on the card, UFC 226, at the UFC pool party <laughs> at, the, uh, at the Hard Rock Casino, man. And it was a great time. I was just drinking water and dancing in the sun. I was cutting weight. Uh, how, oh, when was that compared to the fight? How long ago? How long before the fight? That was Wednesday before the fight. So the fight was Saturday, weigh-ins Friday. It was Wednesday. I was yeah. just hanging out at the pool. Yeah, man, that can keep you relaxed. That can keep you in a good state of mind. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> and did you know that Paul uh, broke his arm in the first round of that fight? I guess, yeah, he did. Hit me with a spinning back fist, huh? What a tough guy. Could you tell during the fight at all that something was off or no? No. No, I never knew. I don't, I don't think my corner told me nothing. I never knew. He kept that thing locked by his his chin and was using his left his left real well timing me coming in with, with good little check hooks and, and elbows even and uh, and I slammed him on that arm that's probably I mean he probably cracked it when he hit me and then when I slammed him on it he probably like moved the bone well, that's incredible that, like, because a lot of times when you're watching a fight, I think Paige Van Zandt had broken something was the last one I saw. You can kind of tell by the way they're holding their arm or they're not throwing it. And with Felder, maybe by the third round it was mentioned, but it was incredible that the guy he's fighting didn't even notice a change in his style. Like, that's how tough Paul Felder is, that, that you're fighting him and you didn't notice that he was laying off the right. Good poker face. He was, he was still throwing it a couple of times, you know what I mean, to make me... I mean, damn, it, it it really was unbelievable. Like, I had no idea. And I watched the fight, and in the first round, when he went back to his corner, he whispered something to his coach. And uh, I, Rufus kept talking, and then he must have said it again. And he goes, oh, I heard you. I heard you. You just got to keep going. You got you to gotta, – and he got his head back into it. It was crazy. And what do you think now? There's a fight coming up. I'm not exactly sure when or if it's been scheduled. Has Colby, um, okay, and Tyron but... has not been scheduled, but that's obviously the next fight. And uh, and how do you see a fight like that going? Man, fighting is such a ridiculous sport. It could, I mean, we know what people want to see. We want to see people like strong-looking Tyron Woodley just mollywop this man and drag him all across the octagon. <laughs> but, but Kobe's a good wrestler. He knows how to lean up against people for his own protection, and it wears people down. Tyron's supposed to be the best wrestler in the division, but he's gotten more into a an MMA um, winning thing. He He... There's a way to win in the MMA fight, and depending on what style you're fighting against, there's a strategy, and I'm sure his team and him will come up with a good one. They know what Kobe wants to do. He wants to lay and pray. Tyron can do anything anywhere. He can. Maybe he'll kick him in the face. Maybe Tyron will get a head kick knockout. Um, you know what I mean? So uh I hope it's not too boring. I hope Kobe's not able to lay on him and, and keep him at bay where he can't really get nothing off. I want him to rip elbows in his face. The the one thing I notice about Kobe uh, is that he does take some shots. To his credit, he's been able to take the shots, but that is from Damian Maya and RDA, who is a, a really good striker, but let's say he is, you know, basically... Tyron hits a, harder. 
Well, and well, he's. A, but what I'm yeah. trying to say is that RDA was a lightweight. Yeah. So it's like, yes, obviously, Tyron, you know, hits fucking. You know, he's extremely powerful, and if he takes these same shots or one of these shots, that could that could really be a, a big factor in this. And plus, I think Colby's got some pillow fucking hands, no? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he, I, he does got some pillow I, hands, but I, they set I, up his shot. It is true. It is true. I just like to take a shot at that guy. I think he's a fucking asshole. Yeah, Matt, Matt just, and Colby do not get along. I like Mike Perry, though. I like most guys. Hey, you know? Whatever. That's what's up, Matt. Whatever. Hey, I headbutt the shit out of Colby a couple of times. <laughs> what's that? That's what I would do. Yeah. I would headbutt Colby. <laughs> Oh man, well I'll be rooting for you, man. He made some remarks about your uh, I guess your ex-girlfriend at the time after the fight. Was was that all part like part of it for you or did you think that went above and beyond what should be done? No, I don't I don't care. I mean I'd like to see him in the grocery store or something though. Yeah, exactly. You would, right? It, and it's I, I'd like to see him in real life scared the shit out of. Him. Yeah. And I I believe he would be scared a guy like that cuz he does go, I think when he talks about like Whoever he's talking about, and then he's like, "Oh, this one's doing this behind his wife's back," or this one's. Th-. It's just like you guys like a low class like dirtbag, but that's just me. that's just me talking. But anyway, back to Mike Perry being a fucking savage. Well, I have a question for Mike too. You tweeted to Joe Rogan last week. Uh, it said, "If someone threatens you, Joe Rogan, does that give you the right to attack them in self defense?" What are the requirements for that when you're talking about freedom of speech? Now, were you challenging Joe on something, or did something happen in your life, or was there something specific you were curious about? I'm glad you asked this question, man. Uh, really, it was about Brandon Schaub, because he's been talking shit uh, for, well, I mean, that's his job now. He talks shit, so. But uh, he said something negative about me a while back, and. Once you do that, I don't forget about it. So. What did he say? Was it about your fighting or about you as a person? Uh, yeah, it was about my fighting, I think, and probably some things negative he said about me as a person. But uh, okay, he was like, uh, yeah, he said, and he was saying shit like, oh, fucking. I mean, it's his opinion. He can have that saying that I'll get smashed by some fighters or something. Yeah, fuck you, Brandon Chop. Stay on the sidelines. You quit doing this shit, you little pussy. <laughs> It is. See, it's funny, right? Because when I used to fight and I had people like, cheer, like um, picking against me and stuff, it depends on the person. Like if it was the GSP fight, like I understood. But there's other times where I really did take it hard. I don't know if it was just the, the way they said it, but sometimes you take that shit personal. No, Mike Perry. I guess. Yeah. I mean, um, it sounds like you did with it, Brendan. But then again, you try not to let people get you out of your character or out of your. Happy place. You know what I mean? You got to stay composed or whatever. But that's why I just sent out a little tweet. I knew nobody was going to know what the fuck I was talking about. So, <laughs> I like that. You well, know, when Joe Rogan responded, I was going to say, oh, really, this was just for Brandon Schaub. Like, what does he got to say to me that makes it okay for me to punch him in the face? Oh. <laughs> but I know Joe Rogan's a big, like, well, you can't just assault people, okay? You can't just do that to people. Yeah, well, Joe, I'm a fucking animal, okay? I'm a fighter, and I want to fucking bite people's faces off sometimes when they annoy me. Well, plus, he and Brandon are very close. I mean, Brandon are very close. They're they're good friends, and they've, they've been kind of, uh, you know, close friends for a decade. Well, Mike Perry's in the right fucking sport. Yeah, Mike I'll certainly is. I'll tell you right is. now. <laughs> There's no other sport, man. This is it. This is my life. 
is what I'm here for. So. Well, I, I, per, I, for one, would love to see you and Sage Northcutt. I just think, you know, I mean, I just think it's just like polar opposites in a sense that, yeah. and not that he's a good guy and you're a bad guy, because I don't think you're a bad guy. He just said he wants I, to bite people's faces, <laughs> and Sage calls you Mr. Sarah. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. <laughs> oh, that's fucking classic. But I just think that would be that would be just a dynamic fight, man. Yeah. Just and just personality wise, I think I just I would love. Let's can we book that fight, please? Yeah, please, Mike. Do we have any hey, pull? <laughs> it's the biggest street versus what? Uh, <laughs> clean, ju- clean cut, nice guy. Like I mean, no. I mean, I'm not. I'm not too. I'm not the most street guy in the UFC anymore. Oh no! I don't know if I ever was. Well, you're also a smart fighter, though, because you listen when you talk. You're not uh, overconfident to the point of not taking what you have to do. Like you, you talk about Sage, you're like, yeah, well, he's a good athlete. He's, he's a really good fighter. Like it's it's good to have enough respect to the person you're fighting, regardless of the lead up to it. Because you hear some guys, they just talk shit about their opponents, and it's like, I, I guess you respect them on some level, but you, you're a smart fighter. Well, at at this level, I think now all my opponents. Um, are respectable. Like I think they've done well enough. They've made it far enough in through the ranks of the UFC. You've had a few fights, and and um, I mean, all my opponents were really good. I think so. Uh, Sage would just add to that list, but you know, let's not get it twisted. I would fucking. I would fucking talk that shit to him. I'd get inside his pretty little head. <laughs> I'd fucking eat him alive. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the fight, Mr. Perry. He really is a nice guy. Hey, uh, now, are you still looking for uh, Yancey Medeiros, or are you looking to jump up a little higher and, and fight somebody uh, higher ranked? Who's ranked? I'll tell you what, man. I mean, the paycheck's going to be the same. So, uh just give me a limp body and then let me cash my check and then we'll move on to the next contract and we'll keep working our way up that ladder. Uh, I don't, you know, it never matters to me who it is. They know that, but they do their job as the best matchmakers in the world. And, you know, sometimes fights go away that you just don't expect like the Nganu and, and uh, Derek Lewis fight, but they fought, Derek Lewis fought smart. He did what he had to do. I remember, uh, oh, damn, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, yeah, I remember um, uh, my fight with, who was it? Chase Sherman said, if me and Ponzinibbio go the distance, he'll let Francis and Ganu punch him in the face. <laughs> that shit went the distance. <laughs> That's fucking great. No, but, but we put yeah. on though. We were fucking scrapping. Oh yeah, that was a very good fight. That was a much different fight. How soon do you want to be back in there? Tomorrow, let's go. He wants to get soon. It is good when you're in shape, though. Yeah, you can jump right back in. Well, let me tell you, Mike Perry. A lot of guys out there in this day and age, they got to try to put on an act. They got to try to be something they're not. Don't change a fucking thing, man. You're, the way you're fighting and you're being yourself. You're 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 lucky in a sense. You're an interesting fucking guy, dude, and not just because you got tattoos on your face. You're an interesting individual, and it it uh it transfers over from your interviews to your fighting. And uh, I can't wait to see what's next. And I hope it's Sage Northcutt. I do too. I would get. I'm fucking. I'd be there for that one. 
Oh, thank you, brother. I appreciate you. Uh, hey, whatever the UFC want to do, if the world wants, and they're, and they're liking it, man. They thought the, the, that tweet, <laughs> that fake tweet meme was hilarious. So yeah. I did too. So I think it would be a lot of fun, you know, uh, Sage North such a really nice guy. I'd really like to uh, the opportunity to fight against him, and uh, you know, I'm sure we'll put on a great spectacle for all the uh, fans. I do, I do agree. And look, I tend to get the fights I want. I was calling for Perry Ponzinibbio long before they booked that fight. Now I want uh, my Perry Sage Northcutt, so it's going to happen. We all want You're it. always fun to talk to, man, and we love, love watching you fight. So uh, anytime, we'll talk to you again, okay, buddy? Appreciate you guys. God bless. All right. Have a good one. Thanks, Thanks Mike. Mike. Take it easy. Take care, Mike. He's a good dude. I, I still I want to walk up. I, I really want to say hello to him because I I, I, don't, I didn't know if he'd know me by name. I met him before he came up to me the first time he came up to me, and uh, I seen the guy fight, and that's and before I I met him in person, and I wasn't sure about him. You yeah, know what I mean? but he came up to me so humble, so nice, and uh, ever since then I I really like that guy. First of all, his fighting. He's the guy. He some guys have that it factor. He that's has right. it. He has it. And he's so entertaining to watch fight. He's entertaining on the mic. He's not, and he's being himself. He's a genuine I like, guy. I like the word genuine. That's true. That's what he is. And a uh, huge Mike Perry fan. Love watching that I dude I know. Fight. I saw Tyron at the last fight. Did he, uh, oh, he's such a great guy. Yeah, too. oh, terrific. Hell, let me shake your hand. Oh, that was... <laughs> that was nicer than the interaction I had with him. Hold on. Was that Tyron? Yes. So so what Jimmy just did was I... So what did you say? Hi, Tyron. Nice to meet you. Nice I, no, to see I've, you. I've interviewed him in person before. Oh, so you went More to than once. So he gave you was the he old... Was in here? So no, he, no, so no. I've had him on my So he was looking show. at his cell phone. He looked up for a second, gave you his hand, like a limp handshake, and then looked away and just... It, and then, yeah, it was literally you the unfriendliest interaction I've ever had. But that, then again, he's still a fighter I love, but he's just... That is so it, upsetting well, to me. That's not upsetting. I'm not, I wasn't upset. Really? No, that's upsetting me. to me. Yeah. He kind of blew you off a little bit. It is what it is. I don't huh? expect a, a deep, friendly moment. I mean, he's there with a fighter. You know, those guys are seeing each other. He should be happy to see you, though. No, he doesn't have to be happy to see you. <laughs> I'm not going to change the way I feel about him, because he's always he's nice. He's wonderful. always super happy to see me. It, he doesn't have to change the way. I'm not saying change the way you feel, but just Jimmy. You know. When I see you, I get really happy. Well, we're friends. We are friends. You so, know. I still I respect Tyron. Chris the producer. Yes, sir. All right. So listen, what do we got going? I'm good to see you too, Chris the producer. Always. Wait, I may be a oh, loser, shoot. and my pal Colby told me I'm a loser, and I'm Gold Colby. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Team Dude, Colby. Such a fucking idiot. Can I'm rooting for my pal. You, like, I'm like, a loser, and he was right, Jimmy. But at least he knew my name. The fucking guy. The really, really, only really, really quick. You're not. <laughs> he a loser. remembered my name. You're not a fucking loser. But it's so funny <laughs> after that thing that happened with me and that fucking drunk out there, and it yes. went fucking viral. All of a sudden, there was like a response from Colby saying, oh, he didn't get, you know, he's about me. I'm like, wait a minute. The fuck? What are you responding to? He probably fucking- heard He probably heard UFC Unfiltered where you've said a couple things. No, no, but no. He probably heard that that shit went viral and I'm all, and then he's, then he wants to try to. Well, yeah. So he's trying to make him a headline off of something that happened with me. Meanwhile, he's making like, I'm trying to talk about him. And I just think the guy's a fucking moron. And he go, and one of, I saw an interview and I heard, I heard something, but then I just. Turn it off because it's all just fucking blabber. But part of it's like, oh, he he wanted my attention. Now he's got it. Dude, what the fuck does that mean? What, what I got your attention? What are you going to do about it, you fucking herb? Nothing. So shut the fuck up. Anyway, listen. <laughs> now I'm, all, I'm always on Matt Sarah's side. Yeah. You're my man, bro. Uh, however, if they those two fight. Who? Col- Colby and Matt? Yeah. No, and, and uh, Tyron. Uh, what are you saying? Well. What are you saying? 
And new. Wait, wow. Not Colby. Wait, Matt. Colby and Tyron, you're saying? Yeah. Wow. You're trying. Oh. I'd be Team you're... Colby. Why are you Team Colby? Oh, because Tyron gave you the old lynch. The old hi hat. Uh, <laughs> 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 he gave me the old hi hat. He was sitting. He was at the cool kids table, and you're like, "Can I sit here?" And he goes, "Ah, oh, that's for." Uh, I didn't even want to sit here. I was just saying hello as he because he hit the well. He was in the right row. Oh he yeah, you saw. Him. Yeah, I was, was right there. Yeah. Oh, you were you there for that awful? Oh, yeah, I've seen you guys over there. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, well, you were sitting next to Mighty Mouse. Mighty Mouse was very nice too when he said hi. He said hello. We didn't yeah, do shit. All right. He said hi. It's, that's all I wanted. It's yeah. weird. Like, Henry you know, Cejudo fan it's, here. Yeah. It's funny. Like you want to see. That's what I love about the UFC when I go there because I get such. I'm not, I'm not comparative, but I get such a nice reception because I see these guys I haven't seen. Like I saw fucking Kendall Grove. You know Kendall Grove? I do not. Big tall Hawaiian. He's, he won the Ultimate Fighter oh. two three. He won the ultimate, ultimate Fighter Three. Yeah, he was on T- Tito's Spoiler team alert. or whatever. He's yeah. a great fucking. <laughs> he's a great guy. Uh, I just like seeing everybody. Well, it's, I, you're, it's, it's like, different. It's, you're, it's like coming you're, home. You're a legend. I mean, Th- you know, thank you. Don't I mean, throw that word around. Well, I saw News Twelve yesterday. All right, listen to me. Hey, I had a good time today. Well, do you guys want to do picks for this this weekend? Or what, I what do. Yeah. What's today? Today's, oh shit! Uh, Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Hi, Jimmy. Let's do picks. Let's do picks. Let's do picks. I'm Let- picking. Oh, I was about to go into a song, but I fuck it. <laughs> uh, I don't know much about, uh, uh, how do you say his name? Uh, Hasbrett? Hasbrett? Uh, Nazrat Hakparast. Hakparast. tight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you always like that joke? It's terrible it's every time and it makes me laugh. It's terrible and yet it makes me laugh. It's a fucking uh, whatever his name is. How does uh, Nasrat done in his last couple of fights? So he's 8 and 1 overall. He has one UFC fight, which he lost a unanimous decision to Marcin Held in his last fight. Okay. Um, he lost a what? This, a what? He lost a unanimous decision to Marcin Held. Marcin in his Held's last fight. a stud. Yes, correct. And, uh, and what's his record? He's 8 and 1. Oh, so he just lost to Mar- Marcin. Yeah, and before so and now this is his second. Or excuse me, he's eight and two. I apologize, but but the the other loss was uh, earlier on. It was his first okay. fight. So and he's fighting Mark Takeshi. Takeshi's Takeshi's pretty dynamic. He is. He's on a two fight losing streak though. Unfortunately for him, he has a split decision loss to Jakar Close, who we know is very tough. He just fought Lando Venata, and he has a submission loss to Dan Hooker, who's also on a great run right now. Yes, so he is. He's lost yeah. to two. You know. I see, yeah, well, I think uh, it's his time to break that losing streak, and All I'm right. going to say uh, Takeshi by decision. All right. Cool. Uh, I'm going to go with Takeshi second round TKO. All right, and I'm taking Takeshi by third round knockout. What did you say, Jim? Second round? Uh, second round TKO. And can you put okay. these guys up on the thing? Where- yeah, that would yeah. help. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. To yell no, you're not wrong. All right. Thank you. There, see? You think that guy? No, I mean right? for the next fight. Not yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. Well, so this isn't updated, but Danny, it's Danny Roberts versus David Zawada. Is the, oh yeah, Joe Ban's uh, out. Okay. Yeah, Joe Ban's out. So what do you want from me, huh? Oh. oh. Anyway, Zawada. Yeah. Well, Zawada's making his. He's sixteen and three. He's making his UFC debut. Yep. Now that can work for you or against you. Some guys come in, especially on short notice. What's his record? Sixteen and three. Okay. Well, um, Danny Roberts. Yeah. What's Roberts' record? Uh, 11 3 and 14 3 and 0. Sorry. I yeah. want to say. No. <laughs> Sorry. You didn't say that. Uh, what is yeah. it? Danny Roberts' record. Yeah, he, he just said it. He's 14 oh. 3 and 0. And what, no, what's his, wait, hold on. Hold on, motherfuckers. Okay. The UFC record. Don't you know? I want to know. Well, I gave you the other What's his UFC record? record? He is. Danny Roberts. I don't care about his record in fucking King of Lemons. I don't really care about these <laughs> shitty events that you're fighting. 
guys that are not UFC caliber. Tomato cans. Yeah. First the high hat. He's four and two in the UFC. He's got six UFC fights. And he's coming off of a knockout win of Oliver Enkamp, who's a, an up-and-coming Curious. prospect. And that was a very nice finish in his last fight. I say Danny Roberts, se- second round TKO. All right. I say Danny Roberts, first round knockout. Ooh. And it's because... It's Zawada's first UFC fight. He may have a little bit of jitters. And uh, again, that can work for you or against you. They're very hard to pick when a guy comes in for the first time. Because you look at how amazing Gaethje looked his first time in. I mean, yeah, Gaethje has no fear at all. But no. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually going to go the opposite way. I'm going to take David Zawada's second round knockout. Okay. All right. All right, Mr. I like to be different. Yeah. Uh, put up uh, Marcin Tybora. Yeah, versus Stefan Now, Marcin, this is the Marcin that fought. <clears throat> he fought uh, Verdum for five rounds, correct? That is absolutely that is correct. Him. What was his last fight? Uh, his last fight was a knockout to Derek Lewis. It was a third-round knockout. He was, I felt, winning yeah. that fight up until that point. I mean, Lewis obviously has unbelievable power. So he's on a two-fight losing streak, but he went five rounds against Verdum, and then he got knocked out by Derek Lewis, which can happen to anybody. I, so. I know what I'm taking. All right. Tybora by decision. <gasps> yep. Matt. Tybora by submission. The second round. Okay. Yeah, I, I was thinking about taking him by submission myself, but I actually do have him by decision. But I, but I think that that could be a, a likely outcome. Copying me. Well. I know. Yeah. Hey, listen. You're the. You're the. I don't know. What the, win, I mean, the, the pick master. Well, you know what? I will say this: those long arms. I mean, that you know that may help with a submission. I understand why Matt's taking that. Yep. Oh, and I see that uh, Vitor Vitor Miranda is fighting a shadow. Uh, yes, he's fighting Abu Azatar, who's making his UFC debut. He is thirteen two and one, and these are two you know high level strikers. They both competed. I wonder in the if A1 Abu Azatar yep. plays video games and what's his avatar. I wonder if Abu oh. Azatar plays video games and has a cool avatar. All right. What, so who are you picking in this? Fucking thing? Hold on. Let me recover from Jimmy, that. Jimmy, Jimmy. <laughs> they're not all going to be out of the park, Mr. Comedian. I know, but some that of them will not be even be that. One. Yeah, that wasn't. It has to be out of the park, but that literally you fouled one off my shin. <laughs> guys, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> guys, listen to me. I'm sorry. All right. But all right, I, but listen. What, Miranda's last fight. Uh, Please. His last fight was I against. I his record. Please. UFC, a, UFC record. His UFC record. Before UFC record. What's his amateur record? Why are you doing that? <laughs> Jimmy's fucking uh, He's 3-0 and as an, as an amateur. His UFC record 13, is... 13-6, I'm guessing. He's 3-2 and two in the... Uh, excuse me, 3-3 three and three in the UFC. But he's 13-6 overall. We're talking about Vitor he's right now? He's 12-6 overall, Vitor Miranda. I'm going... And what is he in the UFC? 3-3. Three and 13-6. Three. 13-6. And, okay. and tell me about uh, Abu what i get when i walk on stage <laughs> uh, i know terrible uh abu azatar is 13 2 and 1 now again wait hold on ufc debut no oh it's his debut yes, yes. this is ufc de- yeah i can't what do you want me to do i am going to take uh, abu azatar because i took against the other guy there's really sometimes you just don't know yeah uh it's, it's it's his first one i'm going how did miranda's last fight go i apologize and how was he lost uh his last two he's lost two straight to chris camozzi and marvin vittori both unanimous decisions. Prior to that, he had three straight knockout wins. And uh, Abizatar, how has he won his last couple of fights? Two straight uh, unanimous decision wins. This is in World Series of Fighting. as two straight uh, unanimous decision wins. And then he has a knockout uh, outside of there at the absolute. I'm going to give him a second round knockout. Is he, um, he's taking this on short notice? 
Uh, re- yeah, relatively short, I think. Yeah, but but he's had a couple of weeks, I think, to know that this was coming. Yeah, he he didn't like take it yesterday, but Vitor Miranda by decision. Miranda by decision. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, All right. um, and I'm gonna take Abu Azatar by first round knockout. Mm, okay. But these, this should be a really fun fight. Both these guys are. Uh, well, not if it's not if you're right. It won't be fun for the other guy. No, it won't be. But fun for us. We'll be entertained. Yeah. Well, it is gonna be a fun fight. The next one, the co-main. <sighs> Yeah. yeah, and Cor- and uh, Corey Anderson is filling in for uh, Ilir Latifi, who had to pull out. He got injured, but that was July fifth, so he he's known about it for a little now, bit. Now, okay, yeah, wait, replaced on July fifth. What do you mean you know about it for a little bit? That's fucking a yeah, couple three, weeks. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. He's three three weeks. Two oh weeks. yeah, that's nothing to get ready for a fucking cage fight. Look at this guy. I know over there, Mister. Oh, oh, I'm always in shape. Mister. I can cage fight. The fight in fucking Germany. Wait, where are they fighting? <laughs> yeah, they're in Hamburg, Germany. They're fighting in Hamburg, Germany. Well, maybe a, he was ready. So so he, so so Corey Anderson's taking this one right off the couch. Um, these guys. Are yeah, if you good. want to put it that way, sure. Yeah, I'm so, taking. Here's what I'm taking. Not that Glover is not great. How old is Glover? And how old is Corey? Please. Uh, Glover is 38, and Corey Anderson is, how many is 28. Oh, boy. So I'm going to take Corey Anderson yep. in a first-round knockout. Wow. All right. All right. I'll match you with that. Okay. I'll take Glover to Texera. To Shara. Oh, I'm helping you. You're not helping me. I want you to say You're it. belittling. I'm not belittling you. <laughs> I couldn't even say it. I belittle. I'm not belittling you. It's Glover Teixeira. You're saying Glover. I'm taking Glover. Glover Texiera. I'm taking him by first round. Oh, KO. okay. Yeah, I, I'm taking He was getting ready for. I wasn't done. Oh. <laughs> Please. Let he was hug. getting ready for Latifi. He was. He was getting ready. Who was? For Latifi. Who was? Glover. Right. Latifi's no fucking joke, Jimmy. No, he's not. Are you, Chris the producer? You saying he's a joke? He, I couldn't be saying less of he's that. He's a fucking stud, yeah. and that's who Glover's getting ready for. And now he takes Corey Anderson, who goes, oh, "All right, I'll go to Germany and have a fight." That's right? Really? Have you been training? Have you, Corey? He I probably bet he has. has. He's, he's pretty. He's in good shape, and he hangs out with Mark Henry, so the oh, guy's probably in shape. Second, but first I know I Glover. I hung out with Glover before. I, I can't help but go for Glover. I, I respect Glover. Glover a lot. I, I'm not gonna be sad if he wins. I like Glover a lot. I'm just telling you what's going to happen. Maybe you'll be sad, though, because you're right. picking the other guy. I am. It's uh, going to happen. Are you sure you're telling the truth? Oh, now. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take Glover by second round knockout, right. although I do think that Corey Anderson's wrestling is going to be the kind of X factor here, but if he's got to get in on Glover, he can be hit there, and it, you know he's got a tremendous power. So I'm going with Glover chair, second round. Main event. Knockout. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Shogun Hua against... Anthony Smith. Well, listen, I liked Anthony before the phone call. I like him even more now. I not just too. He He's a big Nebraska. Not just because he congratulated me on the whole Hall of Fame That's thing, true, Jimmy. he did. Respectful. And um, I just want to... Well, no, Jimmy, that's been... I it's, a, it's a couple weeks already. Doesn't matter. Let it, it never gets Let fun. it go. No. I should change my Instagram account and put on Hall of Fame right there. You should. I should do I'm that. putting it on mine. What, UFC friend, Hall of Famer. No, UFC. You should say UFC friend of the Hall of Famer. No, I'm going to put UFC Hall of Famer. Why don't you say friend? Because you know you then you're it. lying. Nah, nobody will know. All right, now it. listen. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Anthony Smith in this fight. Yeah. I am. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a hard fight. I think it's going to be a hard, hard fought fight. But I feel, I feel that Shogun's got the experience to last. I think this is going to be a battle, man. And although I want to see a, like a finish, because that's always sure. dynamic, I think this is going to be a battle. Of two well-rounded guys and a little changing of the guard, and I feel that Anthony Smith's going to get a decision. 
in a fucking in fight of the night. Which it sounds like he's kind of looking for. Like, I mean, obviously he'd take a finish, but it sounds like he really wants to be tested. And, 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 yeah. I, and, and what he talked about with his jujitsu and, and, and his wrestling, and he's more well-rounded than you think. And, and this fight might... Sometimes you have you need that guy to test you in all areas. Yeah. And it's... What did I take? What you were going to say? Guys are wrong. Holy Third fuck. round knockout, Anthony Smith. How many times do I have to... <laughs> well, you're saying it once. You're saying it once. Yes, that's all. All right. Um, I want to get a turkey and a veggie you, burger with no bread. You don't want my A pick. little cheese melted on top, but no bread. I'm losing the weight because I'm not eating the bread. Do you not want my pick, Matt? Is oh, I'm that, sorry. What were you going to say? Pick, I, I was, I was going to say uh, yeah, second round sweetie. knockout for Lionheart Anthony Smith. Okay. All right. No disrespect to Shogun, but I think okay. this guy's a real problem at Light I, I do think he's a problem. And... Uh, I, I wouldn't be disappointed with any of those. Not that I have something against Shogun, but no, I, just, no. I like this Anthony Smith because he likes me. That really <laughs> that, that's not the reason. I like them anyway. I like I fuck the guys. The guys a stud, and and man, we have a we have a good job, Jimmy. We get to talk about the fights we love and talk to people we like, even if they ignore us completely when we see them in person. You're gonna be 50, <laughs> you're gonna be fifty years old. How do you feel, Jimmy? You look great. You shouldn't be, Jimmy. <laughs> the second I said that, you just got sad eyes. How do I feel? I'm Jimmy, okay. yeah. you're a successful comedian. You're on Netflix all over the world. Fuck. Jimmy, if you wanted to go on a date, you know what you should say? You know what I would say if I was single? Yeah, how much? Go, Hi, YouTube <laughs> me. Hi. No, I'm looking. I wouldn't do that. I'm married. But you, Jimmy, you got the world by the balls, which you like. <laughs> get, the, get, the, get, the, get the girl by the balls. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's meaningless. Uh, Being a comic fun, is meaningless. What a, what a fun yeah. show. When my, my, when my wife met you, she said she would have guessed you were 38. Well, she's a polite, nice person. No, that? but she wouldn't, she she wouldn't just say together. She would just say nothing. Molly's yeah. a nice lady. Yeah. You notice that, that she said that she didn't guess that I was younger? No, she didn't. <laughs> well, you don't have kids, too, so you're like an, an established gentleman. I look strong today. Yes, they said that to Chris before you came in. Thank you. All right. Sure. Wait, before I came in, yeah, yeah. that I looked strong? I said I've, I, I have a sense that Matt's going to look strong. No, now I know you bullshitted me. The compliment means nothing. No, it means a lot. No, uh, do you want to plug anything? Um, Not, do you want to plug anything that you'll be doing, like like, uh, like a gig or something? I have. Not like an anal plug. No, no, I don't use anal plugs. They're called fingers. Um, <laughs> take your ring off, madam. Daddy has a request. Oh. I'm going to... Uh, <laughs> I would say uh, I'm going to be in Montreal this coming week. I have uh, the 25th and 28th of <laughs> July. I'm doing gigs up there. And Sam uh, Roberts and I are broadcasting two days. I am 50, so come out and see me. Did you ever, like, shit out, like, a leap press-on nail or anything? <laughs> yes, and sneezed. Same color, same hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, that's disgusting. Yep. Jimmy, I got nothing to, to really plug, Jimmy, except for my love and my passion for... Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and the martial arts. Jimmy, can I just tell you really quick in closing that if I was a master in any other discipline, take, name, a, name a striking art. Name one striking art. Boxing. Okay. Now let's say if I just... Judo. Judo's not a... Jimmy? <laughs> Jimmy, you, I, you know where I'm going with this. Learn, learn some Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu people. Sure. Learn, take martial arts. It'll change you as a person. It'll, if everybody knew... Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, if everybody knew how to fight, UFC wouldn't be really popular because everybody would know how to do it. All right, guys, listen to me. Thank you for hanging out with us. We'll see you next week.
NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.